0: A follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. What if? your number one goal is not a physical or external circumstance but the inward state of love, joy, peace, etc. Or what if you change it from physical external circumstance to the inward state? How does that change things? Well, changes it a lot. Here's how. You will almost always achieve your goal because No one has to do anything or stop doing anything. None of your circumstances have to change. All that has to change is an internal energy pattern that changes very easily. It's eighth grade physics. Okay? So you almost always get it, your goal, the internal love, joy, and peace. Once you get it, no one can take it away from you. You can take away the physical external things. No one can take away the inward state. That's what Viktor Frankl learned in the Holocaust and wrote about it in Man's Search for Meaning. He said, I've exercised the last of human freedoms, the right and ability to choose my attitude and inward state regardless of my circumstances. And he said, those prison guards can beat me, yell names at me, etc., but they cannot get to that. And that's how he survived and then helped so many other people do that for the rest of his life. One of my, my heroes. So you almost always get it, usually quickly. Once you achieve it, no one can take it away from you. You are guaranteed it will satisfy, fulfill, and give you contentment long-term, you're guaranteed. How are you guaranteed? Okay, the three genie questions. Number one, what do you want? Number two, what will that do for you? Number three, what would you feel? What you really want most is not the answer to number one, if your answer was a fiscal or external circumstance. What you really want most is the answer to number three. How would you feel? The internal state. How do I know that? That's the answer for everybody. It's the only answer that's true. That's what everybody wants most. Always. Well, wait a minute, Lloyd. If that's true, then how come 99% of people don't answer that way? If it's true, they'd answer that way. Why do they answer a physical or external circumstance? because they've been tricked into believing that the only way I can have the inward state that I want and need and am made to, that's how I'm made to operate and from that love root, I believe the lie that the only way I can have that is if my physical and external circumstances purchase it for me. In other words, When I finish the book, then I'll be happy. When I get this much money, then I'll be happy. When my wife and I have this kind of relationship, then I'll be happy, okay? It doesn't work that way. The unseen is always the parent of the seen. The seen is never the parent of the unseen. Professor William Tiller, good friend of mine, former head of the physics department at Stanford, Taught me that over breakfast one time. In physics, it's always the unseen that gives birth to the seen. It's the the internal state that gives birth to the physical and external circumstances, not the other way around. You do not have to have the physical or external circumstances to purchase happiness, love, joy, peace, etc., The internal state of love, joy, and peace will produce physical and external positive circumstances. In fact, that's the magic of if your number one goal is the internal state rather than physical external circumstances. If if your number one goal is physical or external circumstances, you usually don't get it. Even if you do, you're guaranteed it will not satisfy you long-term. If you don't get it, you go to full-blown hopelessness and despair. If your goal is the inward state, you almost always get it quickly. No one can take it away. You're guaranteed it will satisfy and fulfill you because it is what you wanted all along. You just didn't think you could have it without the external circumstance. And number five, and this one's magic you virtually always get the physical and external circumstances as a free bonus. Effortlessly, usually. I'll give you an example. I was teaching this uh, in Los Angeles uh, to a crowd of about 5,000 people, and I asked for a volunteer, and this lady's probably late 50s, maybe 60, volunteered, came up on stage, said she was willing to share her answers with the group and I asked her, okay, what was your answer to the genie question? Okay? And everyone else had written their na- their theirs down, their wish down, and they had picked up all those little papers, collated them backstage, and then brought them to me on stage, and it was like you know, four thousand eight hundred and something people to a hundred and something people, uh, as far as external circumstances versus internal state, which it always was, or more. So, I asked this lady, and she said, um, millions of dollars, as her answer to question number one. Okay, number two, what would that do for you? Well, I could take time off, I could relax, I could go on vacation, I could buy some stuff, it'd be better for my children. Okay, number three, how would you feel? She said, peace. I've been in anxiety, and just rush, 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 and... You know, I always say and I'm going to take care of me and what's most important tomorrow, but I never get there. So, peace. And then I explained all this, and I asked her a question. I said, is it possible that what you've always wanted was not millions of dollars and what that would buy, but the inward state of peace? And this look came over her face, and she just busted like a watermelon right there on stage. I mean, just <laughs> gasping for air, weeping, and and I felt terrible. I mean, I went over there and said, "Please, you know, I'm so sorry. Go sit down." She said, "No, no, no. I'm 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 gonna finish this." So she, you know, recovered. Uh, was still teary, and um, you know, still struggling, but had recovered enough to talk again. And then, all of a sudden, she started jumping up and down and laughing, and I mean, it was the most dramatic change I had ever seen in in asking for volunteers or anything like that on stage. By far. And so, then when she calmed down from laughing and stuff, I said, okay, um, you know, will you share with everybody what were you just going through? And she said, well, when you first taught us the principle and all, and I realized that what has been my biggest goal for the last 20 years was not even what I wanted most. I was just overwhelmed with grief. I can't get those 20 years back. I've wasted 20 years, okay? Okay. She said, then I had the thought, but wait a minute. If what this guy is saying is true, which was me and what I'm teaching, she said, if if what he's saying is true, that means I can have what I've always wanted most. Right now, today, I don't have to wait any longer. And that's when she started laughing. And Well, she was exactly right about all of it, okay? And I kept up with her, and, and we talked about six months later, and she had made the transformation in her life from fear-based to love-based, okay? And and was happier than she'd ever been. And by the way, she was making about twice as much money as she'd ever made working much less hours, which, things like, it's amazing. Things like that almost always happen. But, Anyway, um, what everyone wants most is the internal state. But what most of us have as our goal, even if it's not conscious, um, the um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People author, who I have a lot of respect for, died not long ago, um, called it the tyranny of the urgent. Okay. Emphasizing the urgent over the important. The the important maybe being the internal state and the love path, but the urgent being the I've got to do these things in order to achieve this end result and stress and fear. Okay. So that's how it works. So where are you? Okay. What would you honestly wish for? And now, are you willing to change your wish, okay? In my experience, nothing in the universe is more practical to your success and happiness than this. And of course, you cannot have the full measure of living in love and the internal state, in my opinion, without being right with God and and believing in Jesus, who is the master healer, who was truth himself from the God who is love. Okay? So, how do you do it? How do you go from living, having the goal of the inward state, love, rather than Fear, end results, seek pleasure, avoid pain, etc. Well, first of all, um, I have some um, natural health things, processes that I've discovered and I believe worked on and to perfect that can help you with that. I would recommend that but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Um, it comes down to a choice. Okay? And it's the same choice I had about hope. Am I going to commit to real love rather than business deal love, which is really maybe selfishness or close to it, or am I not? And what that really comes down to is, are you willing to give up the end result? And so many people, the only people I've ever worked with with this who did not do it successfully were people who could not give up the end result. They were just so afraid of that. If I give it up, then I may get something that's painful or may not get something that's pleasurable, and so they could not give up the end result love, you have to give up the end result. You do. You may think you know what is the best result, but that may be true or not. So it comes down to making that commitment with all your heart, like I did that night. And by the way, after that happened, and hope and I were back together I thought oh man I've got the solution to everybody's problem and so every client I had I taught them the greatest principle not one of them could do it you know why cuz they were trying to do it out of do good get good do bad get bad they were trying to do they were trying to do love out of a law system And that doesn't work. I mean, Paul said in Galatians, who's bewitched you into believing another gospel? And what he was talking about is they were going back to legalism. They were going back to the old law. And he called it another gospel, a a wrong gospel. And you've been tricked. You've been bewitched if you believe that. Well, that's what I believe. growing up 2,000 years later. And most people I see today, that's still what they believe, at least as far as how they're living. Okay, And then the Corinthian church is my favorite example where they're about to split over legalism, meat sacrifice to idols, circumcision, and the observance of holy days. So they call Paul in to, you know, pronounce a winner, to judge. And basically Paul says... About, about that stuff, do whatever you want. You want to observe? Observe. Don't? Don't. If you want to eat the meat, eat the meat. God made the meat. It's just meat. If you don't want to eat the meat, don't eat the meat. The one exception to that is don't make a brother stumble who doesn't really understand this stuff yet, all right? But it's just meat. As long as you don't harm somebody else, do whatever you want. But he went on. The one thing you have to do no matter what you choose to do about all these do's and don'ts you have to love and accept each other. You have to love. Which is also what Jesus said is the whole law It's John said it's how they'll know us by our love. We'll stick out like a sore thumb by our love, but I sure didn't stick out when all this stuff happened to me. I was living that legalistic life, or trying to. It it never works, but was trying to, okay? Here's the problem Um, in, in making this commitment to love. Your unconscious is, i have already said—is a million times more powerful than your conscious mind, and its number one mandate is to keep you physically alive. Okay, and it would much rather overreact, and does all the time, than underreact. If it overreacts, you're alive. If it underreacts, maybe you're not. And if you're—and if you die, then the unconscious blue, its number one prime directive, which it's not gonna do. Okay. So that's the problem. Okay? And over millions of years our memories, thoughts, feelings, beliefs have devolved into where into where we're in this legalistic, fear-based place more than we've ever been, maybe, in, in history. And now we want to commit to give that up and go to the love system and live that and give up the end result, which you have to do. Now, you can have that end result as a desire, okay? And you walk toward that doing whatever you need to do. If you're starting a business, you know, you need to get phone lines and a a storefront. If you're doing that kind of thing, you need to maybe get some people to help you. You need to get some computer stuff, all right? Well, you still do that. But your goal is no longer the end result of having a successful business making X amount a year. Your goal is to get the phone lines and then later on wait on the customers and do whatever it is in love. That's the goal, regardless of whether I make money or not. Okay? It's giving up the end result to God, to love, which is almost impossible to do if we're in our seek pleasure avoid pain which is all all about results. Here's how most people tried to do it and this is why none of my clients were able to do it when I explained it to them. Here's how most people do it. Um, instead of just like jumping in the deep end of the pool without a life jacket, they come up to the edge and you may not be able to see down that low with the camera but they, they dip their toe in to get the temperature. Then maybe I go into my ankles if it's okay. Then my knees. Then, you know, and eventually I'm in. But that's how most people try, in my experience, to switch from fear to love in their life is they kind of say, okay, I'll try this for six weeks or I'll try this for three months or I'll maybe even try it for a year or maybe you don't have a time but you're just thinking I'll try this and see if it works but what you're really thinking is if it doesn't work then I'm going back to controlling to get the end results I want and and not the ones I don't want all right well let me just save you the time that'll never work your unconscious mind knows you're not committed And unless you're fully committed, and and I mean your intention for life, no matter what happens, your unconscious mind will not release its prime mandate, which is to keep you physically alive, so you stay in fear mode, legalism mode, even though you say you're trying to live in love. Because you are not committed. And you can't trick your unconscious. It knows whether you're really committed or not. So my advice is every single day just make that your prayer when you get up, or one of them, and all during the day, and at night before you go to bed. I want to commit to living in love in the present moment and the inward state of love, joy, and peace, and being right with God right with Jesus, right with myself, right with other people. I want to totally commit to that as my number one goal in life. But I don't think I'm there yet. Please help me get there. And you're saying that to God, to yourself, to your heart, to your mind. Okay? Help me get there. In my experience, people usually feel it when they're there, when they're to that place where they can truly say, like I did that night about hope, I'll never do it right, but as best I can for the rest of my life, no matter what, I am living in love. I'm choosing love. I will love them. I will love them with no strings attached, no matter what they do, okay? Once you get to that place, you typically feel it. And, and my clients would tell me, you know, uh, yeah, I think I'm getting closer, but I don't think I'm there yet. And then one day, guess what? I'm there. Well, here's what happens, in my opinion. When you say that prayer, when you make that request of your heart and mind, your heart and mind basically, the manager of your unconscious says, Attention, attention, everybody, Alex is really trying to get this right. Let's help him. And they will. And, and, and I will start progressing in that direction, even if I'm not there yet. Now, if I just say it, okay, I fully commit to love in the present moment, no matter what, you know, well, if my unconscious knows, I'm not fully committed. I'm saying that just to try to get the love result. It's just another end result thing, which is the fear legal place. Well, In that case, the person in control, the manager of me, whatever, says, ah, he doesn't mean it. Keep the safety features on. Keep him in fear. Keep him in seek pleasure, avoid pain, Okay, The prime mandate stays in place, all right? Once I reach the place where I can say that from the bottom of my heart, the marrow of my bone, and mean it and am committed long term no matter what. Then, that little person in my unconscious who's in control maybe, a manager or something, and this is metaphorical of course, says Attention! Attention! Alex just got it! Release the safety features! Let him fly! And at that point, my unconscious switches me from here to here and starts sending me positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive hormones, and all this stuff starts happening. And I, not because I'm trying harder, not by willpower, in fact, I can't even stop it as long as I stay committed to love the inward state, being right with God, etc. Now, I'm gonna make mistakes all day long. That's okay. That's part of it. That's what grace is. And it's already paid for. The one I mess up tomorrow is already paid for. (laughs) Alright?